All right, guys, we are here on the Fear Being Average podcast, episode 21. Damn, it's 21 podcasts. 21. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm actually, I was thinking about that today. I was like, by the end of the year, probably get around 24, 23. And yeah, it's almost one every two weeks. This? Yeah, last February. Oh, nice. I went ham on it. That February, I like, had like seven, I think seven or eight booked. I was just like, let's just get content out there. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I went all, all up to YouTube. I didn't have audio back then. I was, I was behind the times. I'm, I'm far <laughs> behind the times, bro. You're just talking about all this stuff. I don't have any. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot, but it's convenient, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I'm here with Josh Hill. Gentleman, Josh Hill. Gentleman, yeah. uh, MMA fighter, one of the best. Uh, are you featherweight? Bantamweight. Bantamweight. Yeah. What weight class 30, is that? 135. 135. So in Canada, you have a ranking in Canada? Uh, I mean, just say number one. I'm, yeah, just I'm say one. one. And anybody, I think I've solidified that now. You know, I beat um, Jesse Arnett uh, yep. recently, and, and meeting him, we're just kind of known as like the number one, number two guy, depending on who you ask. And then we finally, they tried to get us to fight for like three years, and then we finally fought and, and, and won. So. so what was going on for three years? Why was it hard, so hard to make that match Just, up? yeah, different organizations, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he was out west, and I was in the States, and then... Uh, I signed with a TKO, and he was out west again with a different organization. Then he signed with TKO. I was gone, and then we finally both met in TKO and, and got the fight. But and you finished him in decisive, yeah. decisive fashion yeah. too. Yeah. Second round uh, knockout, which was um, you know, it was a, definitely a, you know a good way to to win. Obviously, yeah, but yeah. He he was tough, man, and you know um, I knew that that fight would be you know it was probably it was talked about as like one of the biggest bandweight fights in can in Canada ever. And, um, so I was really pumped for it and, uh, you know, he like kind of pushed me to, you know, bring out my best really. Um, and, you know, I, I talked to him now, like, um, you know, he's buddies, but he's, cool. he's a good dude. Uh, and, and yeah, like I, I just, I think, you know, us you know, working our way up and it kind of brought out the best in us. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it's funny now. It's like, especially MMA, there's that idea because it's so like this is a cluster right talks you get into like one or two organizations like you're with bellator now so that's yeah. probably like the second biggest organization in probably north america and you got ufc yeah. and to get there obviously you have to have an impressive record and you got to perform well you have to have you know be an attraction mm-hmm. um but then you got to beat guys that are um, going down that path too right so is that like catch 22 of yeah. to get there i got to take these chances and i like i, I gotta fight the best and yeah. it seems like were you excited about that opportunity to be like hey man like, i want to prove this i don't like yeah. i don't want any doubters thinking like yeah i'm number one number two number three is like no let's just crush this out yeah i i think i kind of did this throughout my whole career mm-hmm. like, i always kind of stepped up competition which i think a lot of guys like they'll just fight cans and yeah. build up their records and then all of a sudden they're 10 and 0 12 and 0 and they fought nobody and usually when it happens they'll get to a bigger show and then they'll get exposed and then they're they're out right yeah and you never hear from them again but you know i thought like as i as i progressed in my career i always kind of stepped up my competition and you know i i remember back in 2012 13 um you know i fought john frazier who was the number one band in canada at the time and uh, had me as number two and then we ended up fighting, and it was kind of like, who was the best bantamweight? And then, uh, so I solidified my num- my spot then, and then I kind of, you know, went, I fought in World Series of Fighting, I fought in Russia, I went all over the place. And I always, you know, I won, you know, much more than I lost. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then as I was doing that, Jesse was working his way up too. And then again, I think I solid myself, solidified myself again as the number one guy. So I'm always trying to stay on top. I think if you don't, you'll fall behind pretty quickly. Well, I think it's like, that's like a proactive mindset, yeah. right? Rather than like, things are going to come to me and like, I'm going to have this yeah, like definitely not. false <laughs> record, right? Yeah. Because like you said, at the end of the day, like 
you have a goal. You want to get to obviously the UFC and you want to be world champion. Like you want to be the best in the world, not just the best in Canada, I'm assuming. Yeah. And with that, you got to beat the best, right? Like you can only get like a record sexy and all, but at the same time, like that's not your goal. Like your goal isn't to be fucking 15 and 0, but beat nobody. Yeah. No. Right? It's like, no, man, I want to have a, a good record, but beat significant fighters, right? Yeah, exactly. So, okay, take us through, because you're, you're on the Ultimate, ultimate Fighter, yep. right? What season was that? 18. Is it? Fuck, 18. 18 yeah. Oh, my God, I've 18. watched too many. I don't even know where they're at now. I don't even know if it's still going. Probably 116 or something. Yeah, like too many. Yeah, well, that's funny, because like, I wouldn't even get, like, I've, I've watched, like, all the Ultimate Fighters yeah. up to a certain point, and I watched your season, and that's crazy. I've watched 18 seasons, yeah. man. You're making use of my time right there. <laughs> crazy, right? <laughs> so, I stopped watching all, at five. Did he? Five. Yeah, I can't, like I can't even tell you. last real season I watched. Yeah. yeah. Early on, it was crazy, though, right? I loved it back then. Yeah. Like, that was before I was a fighter, too. I was just like, okay. man. And, uh, and I, you know, that, that was, I remember watching that season because it was, Jens Palver was the coach, and against he was Pan? one of my favorites. Yeah. Against Penn, yeah. And it was the first time they had lightweights. Yes, uh, yes. Which was 55, um, but that was like the lightest weight back then in the UFC. So that that's crazy to think pumped. that's the lightest weight. Eh? Yeah. They're pretty big guys, like 155 yeah, like they're, they're big dudes, man. They walk around like, you know, close to 200 pounds. Yeah, they're not small by any means. Um, but that's when the WC was the best, man. Yes. Yeah, I, I love the WC. Yeah, yeah, the I, favors and the crews. Yeah, and the yeah, exactly. Like Miguel Torres and yeah. all those guys. And that's what like I love watching the most. Um, and then they finally... You know, yeah, that was exciting. That was, that, was, that was a good time yeah. to be a fan. Because yeah, like, it, it was cool to kind of see these... Because, again, there is that idea of like watching like a lighter fighter. They might not be as exciting because the knockouts, the power might not be there. But they, those guys were putting on... I mean, I'm biased. I'm a little guy, obviously, so... But I, I love watching 25, 35, 45, 55 fights. You know, those are... So what, what do you like watching about them? Obviously, I just think, speed. like, the, 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 yeah, they're, they're very fast, but they're so technical, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and to see, when you see somebody, like, um, when you see knockouts at, at that weight class, you, you know the guy's, you know, technically sound. You know what I mean? Because big heavyweights, not, not, not that they're all not technical, but a lot of them are, but just that sheer weight of some big yeah. man throwing a punch, you know what I mean? Chances you can knock somebody out just because the sheer size of you, but when you see the smaller weight classes move and, and guys like Aldo and, and, and Frankie and Faber and, and all those guys, I've always been such a huge fan to see them go. It's crazy that they're still still going at it. This I know. Weekend, eh? oh, like, isn't oh, it wild? Uh, like Faber got he got messed up. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a, a good buddy of mine, and I was hoping for the best for him, but I just knew that was a bad matchup, and he had to like get inside and grapple with Fionn to, to, to get a... a best chance of victory and, and I knew if he stood on the outside and kickboxed with him he just wasn't gonna end up it's really tough well. it's a tough tough game yeah, right he's yeah. been around for so long and like yeah. but the thing like you, like the resilience he showed was yeah, yeah. is insane like oh, that's why I was hoping the ref was gonna stop and I'm like yeah. you know who you're dealing with like you yeah. saw him against Aldo fight the, the guy's a scrapper yeah. he, he comes oh, yeah. he comes to fight so I'm like let this go on for and he did he fought his way out of it yeah. like really tough um, predicaments and yeah. fortunately he just got caught with a couple things yeah. and uh, he finished off and you knew Cody was gonna say something back well, yeah, I that's. Knew, uh, I, I knew it was happening. I was like, oh, he's gonna get into it. Cody, I mean, again, a good a friend of mine. I like Cody. I just, yeah. I think he should forget about that right now. <laughs> you know, he's got, he's fighting a Sunsau. I seen, um, is he? Which okay. is a tough fight in itself for him. So he's got to get back in the win books and and focus on that before yeah. he start. You know, which is crazy. Cause, like the guy is so like, so sharp. Yeah, he just, he just yeah. gets he just gets wild, right? Which yeah. is great as a fight fan. You're like, yeah, you know, Cody's fan. gonna like, a trigger's gonna go off and he's gonna yeah. start swinging. But yeah, like you can see, like just you know, if he just kind of keeps that mentality in check, I feel oh, like you see when he does that, he loses. 
You know what I mean? Whenever oh. he's composed and, and no, that's what I mean. Shot, that's yeah, what, like yeah, we saw the Dillashaw, you got a little yeah, impulsive. Exactly. And, but he didn't do that against Cruz. He didn't do that against uh, you know any other wins coming up um, just before the title shot. And that Cruz fight was won. insane. Like just how that yeah. was just a technical yeah. showcase. And it just um, it goes to show you the mental. Yeah, part of it is big time. so big and discipline, right? So what do you what do you do for mentality? And we'll get back to the tough thing. I know we kind of trailed off. That um, that's like my biggest thing now, man. Yeah. Um, I didn't do anything before, and it, I definitely lacked in mm-hmm. that department big time. And it wasn't until I would say when I got I, I tore my pec um, in two thousand December two thousand seventeen, so two years ago, and I was out for about six seven months, and I couldn't do anything. So that's when I was like, okay, I need to sharpen something up what am I lacking and it was like my mental game because I always kind of I was never I was very tough as far as like pushing through pain and and you know being tired and stuff I never like quit that way but uh where I lacked was like my confidence and my belief in myself and my abilities and caring what other people thought where do you think that stemmed from I don't know I don't know what it was I just uh I don't know I just something I always had I don't know if I just I doubted myself so Mm -hmm. much and um, so I started reading um, while I was injured. I started reading uh, books like Mind Gym and uh, Rise of Superman was another one. And I just kind of found it fascinating. And it helped a lot too. Uh, and I went and talked with like a, a sports psychologist and uh, just kind of picked apart what I was, why I was thinking about this kind of stuff. And, and I think it was also, you know, as I was coming up, I was undefeated. Mm-hmm. And I was like 5 and 06 and 07, 08 and 09 and 0. And then. I went to the Ultimate Fighter. I lost in the Ultimate Fighter, but it was a deemed exhibition, so it didn't count on my record. Uh, and then I fought again after I was 10 and 0. So I got to 10 and 0 um, before I had my first loss. And I think being undefeated put all that pressure on myself, you know, carrying that, that weight. Um, so that was another thing that, that kind of built on that. So yeah, like doing those things, like reading and all that really helped me. And um, I'm actually back in school now. Yeah, for, you and I were talking about that last week. Yeah, right? yeah, about, with, for sports psychology. Um, just because I found it so fascinating uh, that I was like, okay, I want to like learn more about this, and I want to not only help myself in my in my game while I'm still fighting, but then afterwards I can kind of go into that. And that's cool, man. Because like end of the day, like having that like strong mental game, like yeah. said, is 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 transferable to any aspect of your life, right? It's yeah. not just you as a fighter, but it's no, you yeah. as a human, you as exactly. a father, you as a and spouse. Yeah, man, like, life is stressful. Like, yeah. it's, um, as Jordan Peterson says, life is suffering, right? Yeah. So it's like, how do you manage that suffering in the most appropriate manner, right? Yeah. And it's just, uh, usually when you have control of your, your mindset, mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing. Like, because, you know, shit happens, right? Yeah. But then in the day, like, how do you react yeah, exactly. to that? Like, because, I don't know, you know, obviously Siri, right? Siri City, another, yeah. like, top Canadian fighter. Like, one thing he and I will talk about is just, like, he never looks at, like, if he loses, say, like, he hasn't, he's undefeated, um, as a pro fighter, but if like he loses, he says like that will be an opportunity to be like, all right, man, like I prepared myself as best as I possibly could. It was just that wasn't my day, and then I have something to learn, right? Yeah. There was just something missing that like maybe I could have prevented, but like I did everything I could, and just have that mentality of that like, growth mindset, being yeah. like that doesn't define you. It's like yeah. a loss doesn't define you, and that's not. Your I think identity. that's the the. Di- I mean, series. I'm really happy he's learning that now at a young age. Yeah, that's age crazy. This, young kid. Because I never had that, right? And I never had anybody to teach me that or show me that or, or open me, my the doors to that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where I lack. Whereas I always be like, I, I let it define me. And I let if I lost, I was I sucked. You know what yeah. I mean? And I was over and I was ruined and that was it. Nobody's going to care about it. And you know, all my support will be gone. And I just built that up in my head. And uh, that's where I, I definitely lacked. And then I, I realized that later. I wish I, like I said, I wish I had known this kind of stuff when I was 
starting out at 23. Yeah. Um, but, um, but I, you know, it's better late than never. And exactly. And like I said, you're still in your prime. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, so it's not like you're 40. You mean, like, yeah, all right, exactly. man, I'm getting back in the groove. <laughs> yeah. I got that itch no, again. Won't be doing that Right? Again. So at least you're you're in the groove right now where obviously you're, you're hitting your stride yeah. like no other and like you got that, that mindset, right? So. Yeah, man. I feel <laughs> I didn't, um, you know, my fight, um, three fights ago, after the injury, um, you know, that's when I kind of started learning all about it and stuff. And then I had uh, five fights fall through in a row. Damn. And I was in, yeah, well, it was three fights, but, you know, three fights fell through and then the rest got pushed back. Mm-hmm. So I was supposed to fight in August, then I uh, fell through. I was supposed to fight in September, fell through. October, pushed to November, pushed to December. Were these all different opponents or was it like? Uh, three different opponents. Wow. Uh, and then the other ones just kept getting pushed back. So I was in training camp for over six months. You know, and I was just like, I was, and I wasn't getting paid. I wasn't making any money off of it. Um, coming off of it, seven month injury, so yeah. there's over a year of doing nothing. Um, so I was just kind of really frustrated, man. I, I almost like packed it in. I was like thinking about it. I'm like, fuck, I don't know, man. This is just, this is enough's enough. I'm just getting sick of it. And then by the time I got to the fight, I didn't, I didn't really care about the fight. I just wanted to like be done training camp and, and like be on vacation for a bit. Yeah. Uh, and that's obviously the worst mindset to go into a fight with i mean i ended up losing a split decision mm-hmm. um i thought i did enough to win the fight but, but it was very very close um but i think you know if i had a better focus going into it i would have easily well, not easily but i would have got the secure mm-hmm. that one for sure but it wasn't until after that one i kind of <coughs> i took some time off and then i like really rejuvenated things and so what happened that time off what i i uh, i didn't like quit training but um you know, I it was December seventh or eighth, so I just jo- enjoyed the holidays yep. with the family and friends. Uh, and then we went uh, in January. I went to went to Mexico. I got married in Mexico, so that was like a nice getaway. And just did not worry, didn't train. When um, I did train, it was like just fun training. And then yeah, like those two months around there of just like taking it easy, I kind of like realized how much I did love it and miss it. And it kind of like okay, now I'm, I want to get back into this, and I really want to. You know, I'm I'm young enough. I want to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, make another another push for this. Well, it's important to have that kind of like time away, I guess. Yeah, it, it just yeah. shows you, man. Like, because suddenly you just get burnt out. Like, yeah. we all have passions and, and, and projects yeah. we want to work on, but then like you're involved with it twenty four seven. Especially for you, man. Like fighting is that's next level. Yeah. Like exhaustion because it's your body for one. Like the training, amount of training, but then you're like you're thinking about it, and then the pressure and all this, yeah. that, and the other. But and also, I also run my own gym too. Okay. So, so when I'm not training myself, I'm at my gym yeah. training other people, right? So it's like just constantly, and I love doing that. But no, of course. I don't get a break from it. You know what I mean? So it yeah. just it adds up. It does, man. <laughs> Before you know, it, you're like, holy crap! Yeah, too much man. of anything is not good, right? So yeah, yeah. It was nice to have that perspective shift today, guy. Right? Yeah. This is this has been a good time off, and then you get you get excited again, like you yeah. get re-energized about that thing that you love. Hundred percent. Like one of the classes. Um, I mean, there's a whole bunch of different modules I'm doing for my for my courses, and and the one I'm on right now is called personally personal energy management, mm-hmm. and it just it, it's it talks about that like prioritizing where you want to expand your energy and how not to get burnt out. Cool. Um, so it's pretty interesting. And things like I, I you know I'm learning from my mistakes in the past of of be getting burnt out. So mm-hmm. it's uh yeah it's you know, super you know, effective and uh, interesting. Well, it's funny just having that like talk about like structure basically in life. Yeah. It's because, like, I think for a while, I was always pursuing project that I was like, okay, man, like, this is going to be my next project. And I was, like, get super jacked up about it. But then you almost, like, with all these projects that you put pressure on yourself for, and, like, 
they're fun to train for, but again, it still comes with like opportunity comes pressure. Um, you almost get the idea like like I was missing having hobbies that I enjoy too, yeah. you know, and they yeah. still could be like physically stimulating hobbies, but I was always doing something for the greater good of like, okay, I'm going to compete after this, you yeah. know, rather than just doing something, just doing something for the doing. sake of, yeah, I'd be like, I actually like doing yeah. this yeah. and I don't need to be the best at it. I don't need to be great at it. I don't need to compete at it. I just want to do it. Right. And that was like a hard thing for me to like comprehend because naturally I'm like, well, I get it. I'm a competitor. And like, if I do something, I'm like, I want to get good at it. Like, I don't want to go I'm the same way, to yeah. class twice a week and be like a, aerobics boxer you know it's like no you know yeah. but you know what i mean it's like i would like to go and be like not someone you just find people they're like oh i've been boxing for like four years but they've yeah. done like nine rounds boxing yeah. or whatever to, yeah. to, and like they're not good at all and you're like oh so that's what you meant i was like no like, i'm gonna do it i want to do, do it, it. Yeah. but on the other end of it it's like well, do you have anything in your life just to kind of like escape fully and kind of dive into now, do you have anything like you have is it well, it's like... Your family, obviously, is a big yeah, thing. Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, I guess hobbies-wise, like, I mean, well, yeah, my, I've got a year and a half old at home, yeah. right? So she's been taking over everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's a little maniac. She's awesome, though. She's And then I have my, my stepson, too, who's nine. Um, so he's at an age now where it's actually really good. I can, like, yeah. do shit with him. You know, we go, like, I'm, I got him into horror. I'm a big horror fan. What's that? Like horror movies. Oh, horror. Okay, sorry. <laughs> What's that? I said horror. <laughs> horror. <laughs> like that's some sort of dress up thing. <laughs> you go to the yeah. park and play. I don't yeah. know. Oh, yeah, we do that all the time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I got him into that and he's really into it. So it's like we kind of bonded over that. So what do you guys do with horror? Like, just like I'm, I'm introducing all like the classics. Nice, right? nice. And like he just watched it, it the other day cool. and watched the new one. And uh, so I'm going to get him into like Halloween and Friday the 13th and all nice, the classics. Man. Uh, so that's something that I love to do, and and, uh, and and he's old enough now where he can he can do it with me, which is pretty cool. But yeah, as far as like hobbies, man, it's like my life's been consumed by mixed martial arts yeah. for ten years, um, and that's all I've done. And I made it a career because I, I did love it so much, which is like, awesome. Uh, and then you know, I opened my gym, which um, I did. It started as a passion project with 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 my partner and now partners. Um, but uh, again, it's it's same it's related in the same field, right? So I'm not escaping that. It's not like it's something different, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, and then just <laughs> between those two things and then family, uh, friends, there's not a whole lot of time. But I guess if I would say, like, my main, like, thing is just I'm a huge movie guy. Yeah. You know, if I had any chance to, like, go to the movies or just sit down and watch, I love doing that. If I could do, like, a podcast like this about movies, that'd be pretty, pretty cool. Shit, just man. shooting the shit about it. Like, yeah, uh, that's kind of, like, another passion that is something that's not going to, I'm not looking to strive to make money from mm-hmm. it or just, just kind of have fun with it, you know? And that's kind of that's kind of what this is, right? Yeah, like, I'm yeah. doing it, like, I've, I, like, get to talk, for me, it's, like, selfishly to talk to, like, yeah. really cool people that have done amazing things yeah. and they have different ideas and structures and, and tools and tips and formulas on how they can optimize their life, which is, like, oh, that's kind of neat for me to do. But then we give back to, which is nice. People can listen to this yeah. and then they can learn themselves. And I'm not looking to make this the next Joe Rogan podcast. I mean, no, like, I have, I'm doing it on the, my podcast on the phone right now. <laughs> you know? I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it easy. Yeah. But you know, like that's when people would ask. I'm like, no, it's like, it's, it's just something that's it's fun to do. Too, and it's like, yeah, yeah. but people do it all the time, right? They, yeah. they get together with someone, they have a conversation. That's the you best know? way for me to learn things. Yeah. You know I mean, like I don't, I'm, if I sit down and read something, like I'll learn it. But, yeah, listening to it or just speaking to somebody is, for me, it's the best way to Yeah. And you can hear tones and tempos, too. And it's more entertaining. Yeah, exactly. Day, man. Like, yeah. We're for funny guys, man. People are probably <laughs> yeah. dying laughing right now. <laughs> They're enjoying this. So when you're on Ultimate Fighters, so take us through that. Okay. Obviously, you had a bit of an experience on there. You came in undefeated. You were 9-0. Yeah. 
Um, was this a, was this a, were you the only Canadian on this one or was this a? Uh, no, no, actually there was in total it was three of us. Three Canadians. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what was that experience like? Um, was, it was cool. Yeah. Um, you know, I I heard they were doing tryouts. We went down to Vegas. There was like, I think three hundred, three four hundred or people trying out mm-hmm. and you sit there get there like 7 a.m. you're in line and you get a number and then you go do uh, two minutes or 90 seconds on the pads yeah and they walk around and then they make cuts from there <laughs> it's all just like yeah they kind of know who they want they have a ballpark idea mm-hmm. and then you go if you get past that you go to the next round it's grappling so you get 90 seconds of grappling and they match you up and it was pretty cool at that point because it was like in the room there was like Sean Shelby and Joe Silva and then they they pair you up and then I was waiting to be paired up and I'm like oh man I'm like they haven't called my name yet and then they're like in our main event we want Wilson Hayes and Josh Hill okay. uh, and Wilson was like a big name I, I, I've i seen him fight a bunch of times I was like oh shit I got Wilson man <laughs> so we just and it's 90 seconds so it's like you just go you know there's no like you know setting it up yeah. just, so it's just like a scramble fest for 90 seconds and then like they knew both of us were gonna move on, so they they just wanted to see us grapple. Right? So then we got past that, and then uh, then you go to an interview, and you're talking with the the Spike TV guy or Fox, whatever. It was Fox when I did it. Was um, it Fox? It was Fox. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then he just kind of rips you a bit, and uh, just to <laughs> see your personality, I guess. And like I just kind of ripped him back. You know, I didn't want to be like some shy, like. Yeah. You know, um. And and then they, you have to wait there for the rest of the day, and you get. They call your name if you made it to the next level. That means you're staying over. And the next day, you got to do, like, medicals and all that bullshit. Uh, and then I got past that. And then, like, okay, we're going to call you um, within, like, a month or two to see, let you know if you're fighting to get on the show. And then I got the call. And, uh, and then I went there and, and fought. And then if you win, you, you stay that night. And you stay there for five more weeks. Well, that was the... That was the format then? That was the format, well, to yeah. The win to, to get in. Win to so, get okay. In. Okay, yeah. so that point, they brought in, like... Whether like so there was uh, sixteen guys, sixteen girls, and then eight and eight went on. Okay, yeah, right on. That was the first season they did guys and girls. Yeah, yeah. Well, so first you, so you, lived, girls in, in you lived in the house with all the girls. Yeah. How how was that? Uh, th- it was it was actually fine. Yeah, to be honest. and and I think they they it, they said to us when we got there like guys, sorry, but this is a shitty season for you. You're gonna take the back seat to the girls because mm-hmm. it was the first time they ever had chicks. Um, and I was like, oh, well, like, it sucks, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, but living in the house, with it was fine. And I actually think they, they said they're never going to do it again because I think it, like, leveled leveled each other. If you had all guys, I think yeah. it just, you know, the guys are going to start butting heads. And the same thing with all girls, it kind of gets a little bit heated. But when you have a mixture of guys and girls, it's kind of like, yeah. bombs the, you know, the... the I think the testosterone goes yeah, down a exactly, bit in a weird exactly. way. Like, and uh, so I don't think that that's why they never did it again. I don't think, but it was it was cool, man. It was, <laughs> this it was, is too this is too sane. We need to up the yeah, up the ante here. Yeah, it was a fun experience though. I mean, I got to meet a whole bunch of people. Who's your coach in that season? It was Misha Tate and Ronda okay. Rosie. Not sure. Coaches, yeah. Are you on Misha's t- team? I was on Misha's team. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Misha fan. Misha. Misha. Yeah, she's 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 good. Um, I I didn't even know. Like I didn't really follow. Um, yeah. I mean girls MMA really to be honest up until that point like I've seen some fights and stuff but I, it was actually supposed to be Kat Zingano uh, okay. who was supposed to be the coach Yeah. and I guess that week before she fought and blew her ACL um, so uh, Misha was like a last minute replacement and then Ronda uh, it was the Ronda show right oh yeah causing <laughs> cause, cause a scene on that show eh? yeah it was I mean I got along with her she was, she was good but like 
you know, it was the she's, high train. She's a polarizing yeah, character. Really, you're gonna you're, gonna you're gonna run with that, like, yeah. right? Oh, so yeah. big time. But. So then you got onto this on the season the show. Uh, was it your first fight that you lost, or did you? No. Win I, one? Oh yeah, I, I I won to get on. I, yep. I fought some Irish guy, Patty Oulihan. Oh my uh, god, what an Irish name! Yeah. Oh, oh, he's and he's like Irish. He has <laughs> got the beard. He looks like a leprechaun. <laughs> um, and then I lost the decision to uh, Mike Wooten, uh, English guy. Okay. Um, the fight was. I mean, it was good. I went. I won. I. I almost finished him in the first round. I, I picked him up, slammed him, I got his back, had the choke in, but I couldn't finish it. And then the second round, um, he, he he won the round for sure. It wasn't anything significant, but... And then the third round was super, super close. I went for, like, a stupid spinning back fist, totally off Shawnee balance. Carter. And then he kind of took me down off it and just finished the round on top, and then he won the decision, but... Yeah, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> that's the way it is. Part of the game, right? Yeah. Take take chances. Yeah. And, uh... But then, yeah, I was, I was kind of bummed because... On the finale, usually you get a shot, yeah. like the fight, but they didn't bring, they only brought the girls back, you know, again, it was more about the girls that season, mm-hmm. but yeah, so we didn't really get a chance to, to, to fight. So what was it like after that? Was it just like, you, you actually didn't contact you, it was just like, boom, like... Yeah, they said, yeah, no, like, well, keep get winning, and you know, well, obviously know who you are, we're going to keep watching, and then uh, from there, I went and fought the World Series, uh, and I went, uh, and, I, and I fought, who did I fight? That was my 10th, it was Mike Adams. Okay. Uh, and I and I got a nice first round knockout over Mike Adams, um, and then I got the Marlin title shot, and uh, I went five rounds with Marlin and ended up losing a decision, um, but in a fight where you know it was very very close and competitive, and I probably gave him, you know, at, up to that point, you know, the worst fight he's had um, in that organization for sure. You know, I um, definitely put a lot of damage on him, mm-hmm. and then from there, you know, I had a couple more fights with them, and then I fought in Russia all over the place so are you fighting for promotions at that point or are you just um, like going to Russia and, and I you, fought you for, for a fight what did I fight I fought for a world series uh, a few times um, and then I ended up fought in Canada here too and then I fought uh, I signed with Fight Nights Global who was a big show in Russia at mm-hmm. the time uh, and they had like big time money and they were paying like really really well so I was like oh man this is amazing so I went there and I fought my first fight and I won and then I was supposed to fight for the title. Yeah. Um, and then uh, they called me. I was supposed to fight in February for the title, for the bandweight title. They called me in December. And they're like, next week, can you fight for the featherweight title? And they offered me, like, a really good purse. And, uh, and they said, no matter what happens, you can still fight for the bandweight title. So I had a chance to have two belts. True. Nice. So I was like, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> so I started training for it. Uh, and two days in, that's when I tore my pack. And I was like, man, and that's so now I yeah, missed out on that and the February one because I was wow. out for like six, seven months. So I missed out on that and then finally healed up. And then I said, August, I want like the title shot back and they were going to give it to me. Yeah. Uh, and then the promoter, the backer, the big money behind Fight Nights Global, something happened. He got arrested. Rush um, for you. And all that money <laughs> got locked up. <laughs> no and they, way. And yeah. And they kind of they stopped bringing in international guys. And paying as much um so yeah a lot worse timing <laughs> yeah naturally yeah <laughs> you know but yeah so that's when that's when like the that's when the, the fights started falling falling off that's supposed to have that in august and then september october november and end of i think december for, well, it seems like you kept a pretty positive you know yeah i mean it wasn't behind. like that then it was uh for those five months i asked my wife it was like it was just fucking negative you know what i mean and that's when i was like man i've had enough of this and then i needed that break to to really get my focus back 
Yeah. Well, I guess when you get so close to something. Yeah. And then and I was like thinking with the negative, I'm like, man, I just missed out on like huge amount of money and like, you know, world championship opportunities and just like, I'm just so down about it. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, so what was the spin? Like, how did you just, I know the time off helped, but like, was there <laughs> moments? Was it just like. Um, it was like, I guess, I guess the, yeah, it was, it was definitely the time off, um, time with, you know, with family was a big thing for mm-hmm. me and, and and being able to like be there and help raise Marley my, my daughter um in the early early stages uh and and then just having the right motivation again and that was when Arnett the Arnett fight came about and it was like okay and I'm you know really really pumped for this one now again because it's a fight that's been brewing for three years mm-hmm. and, and it'll solidified me as the best bantamweight in the country um so that really kind of got me going again and i was all right i want to make a statement here now with that going on so like when you were like all right the russia thing falls through you're pissed off obviously naturally now because here's what i feel like happens to a lot of people in in real life right Mm -hmm. something bad happens and that affects other areas of their life they could have maybe they got fired at their job Mm -hmm. or they had a breakup whatever then that transfers over to making poor financial decisions, making poor physical decisions. They skip the gym. They start being lazy. They stop eating healthy. Uh, maybe they're like a little bit more impulsive or they're irritable, right? So they start, you know, alienating themselves from their friends or family. <clears throat> did and like were you just like okay like I'm pissed. This sucks. Like did any other areas fall through, or were you just kind of like. Okay, man, I'm just gonna keep keep structured and I'm gonna keep uh, no. keep on point with stuff. Yeah, you know, it, it definitely affected other things. I think my I was like just kind of miserable, mm-hmm. and that affected my family life, that affected friend life, and and business and the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I really had to like step away and like see that I was being like that, right? Because it, it that affected me outside of it too. Um, and I didn't want it to. It just I was letting it do it, right, without re- really noticing I was doing it. Um, but as of learn more about things and the, the mental part of the game and whatnot I've kind of learned to, or I'm trying to learn to mm-hmm. control that and leave that there you know what I mean and, and see what you know the other things I have outside of that it's not my whole life that's just one part of it and I don't want that one part of it to either make or break the rest of it right yeah. so well, that's good perspective right because yeah. you can't control what you can't control yeah right like that moment like that's, that's, like, a, that's like right there you said that's like a, the, probably the biggest thing I've learned over the last couple of years right yeah. where I was like I would like Worry about everything that I couldn't control, and that that'll just ruin you. It's exhausting. Yeah, that's it. What are they saying, right? They're like it's like quicksand, man. You know, so it's that I think once I like kind of like okay, I can't work, I can't control it, man. So why worry? You know what I mean? So yeah, well, I think there's a famous saying like I think ninety percent of people's worries never come to fruition. Yeah, right. But it's so true, right? Like we're we're always worried about the, like the worst case scenario. What if yeah. this doesn't work out? Like, and like that's why like it's cool because like I don't I don't stress. I'm like. I don't know where, like, and it's a cool thing too, cool saying. It's like, I don't know where I'm going, but I know how to get there. So, yeah. which is a kind of a weird, dichot- like, balance to that. Cause, like, yeah. you, I don't know where I'll end up five years from now, yeah. but I do know how to get where I want to go. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, and that's basically by not overthinking the outcome and just embracing the process. Yeah, exactly. Enjoy right? The journey, it's right? like, man, if, if I show up every day, I put some good work in, you know, I'm good with my family, I love my children. I'm a good, just, you know, humanitarian. Um, I eat well, I take care of my mind, you know, go back to school, you learn stuff. Like, things are going to work out, man. Like, you can't do all those things. And not, yeah. They call, it's a compound effect, man. Like, yeah. it's either going to, like, it's clearly going to go make you go forward. Yeah. Um, so I think having that mindset for people is just so 
critical and like yeah like some letting go is that's probably like the the that's best the thing people thing. can do yeah. because yeah, that and i found that and and, and stopped well trying i'm still doing it uh comparing myself to others yeah that's you know, huge that's, that's a big one and i think everybody does that well, not everybody a lot of people especially with social media like they're seeing the best of the best and they're just and they're seeing your your shirtless body on, on instagram <laughs> how can i compete right? with this but, but yeah then i'm seeing some other <laughs> yeah, guy that's course. doing you know what I mean? and i'm like oh why don't i have that you know what you know I, i'm i'm i suck you know i'm failing i'm falling behind <laughs> yeah. but that, that's the mindset i had right and it was just like yeah, and it becomes stressful and it gives you anxiety and that's why you see all these people that have this anxiety and depression and stuff like that and I think that's a huge influence. Um, so, so not comparing yourself to others. So what that. are some best practices you've taken to like, is it just being aware of like, oh man, I'm comparing myself? Yeah, I think it's, it's good to have like a support system too. Mm-hmm. Like um, I, I, I did take some time from social media off and, and it does help for sure, I think. Uh, and then having somebody that like, is on you about that when it starts happening. If you can't identify it, it's good to have somebody that, like, a wife to, like... Keep you in check. Stop doing that shit, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, you're preparing yourself. Who cares? Like, is what we're doing, and everything's great. Um, yeah, and if, and if... Like, obviously, I want to do it myself, too. Like, okay, I gotta sit back and look what I got and what I'm doing, and it's it's good. Be positive about it and, and keep building on that. Um, so, yeah, those things are... are, are what's helping me the most for mm-hmm. sure and it's funny when we do compare ourselves like we have no idea what's going on in that yeah, person's exactly, life i think gary right? v had a cool video do you follow gary vanderchuk i've heard of it i don't really know yeah he's a he's a cool guy but yeah. he's got uh i think he's um i want to say he's like a marketing business owner yeah yeah because he, he does a lot of public speaking now and videos on instagram um but one of the things like he was talking about is like everyone's got shit it's like here we're like we're he's like i don't envy anyone not the other like pure cockiness for who I am because I don't know what's going on in their life like I could look at you and be like oh man like Josh is number one in Canada man he's in Bellator he's got a fam, beautiful family yeah. like life is good you're like, but I don't know Yeah, I have exactly. no clue what's going on you know like yeah. you see someone like their scenario at home could be like the worst thing yeah. ever man their wife could be bitchy and complaining or vice versa yeah. you're like oh man it's a disaster there right so you don't know so why are you envying someone when you don't even know that, and if they do have an amazing family and they have everything's going well with them, learn from it. Maybe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like okay, then this person has stuff working out in their life. What are they doing, right? And there's like two avenues to go. You can either learn from them and you can admire, get inspired by someone inspired who's. By and that's the thing. Like I hope people when they listen to this, they get inspired to yeah. do better. They get yeah. inspired to grow and like actually pursue their passions rather than being like. Oh, like great, like this Josh guy is you know pro fighter, and he's you know, it's easy for him to say. Like no, it's like yeah. no man, like you clearly have just shown that it's been a grind, it's been yeah, a process. Man, it's, like it's, it's not just nothing comes easy sailing in anybody's life. Usually, no, you know what I mean, uh, very very few people get everything handed to them yeah. and, and you know put nice and smooth you know pathway for them. Yeah, but there's a lot of uh, shit you don't see right that leading up to. That's like the fight too. It's like people see a win and they're like. Oh, that you know, or like say I go out there and I and I like my last fight I, I won in like two minutes. Yeah. And they're like, oh man, like you know, quick paycheck for two minutes. I'm like, no, I got I got paid for you know eight weeks of training. True. Two minutes, you know what I mean? And all the time that I put into it and everything like that. So very, people don't really see. Very that. cool perspective. Yeah. 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 It is funny, <laughs> but it is funny what people would say. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, man, like that, that you made that much money in that minute. It's like, yeah. dude, it's a full time job. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Just because he's doing something he's passionate about. And that he would do for free, yeah. right? Yeah. That and that's the the irony of it all, right? Just because I'm, I would do something for free that I get paid for, it doesn't make it any less you know important or significant. It's yeah. like, well, no, I just have tried to structure my life where I get paid to do things 
that, that I like. do enjoy, yeah. right? And, and that's then, most people, especially where I'm from. Um, I mean, I'm from Hamilton, like not like I'm in some rough <laughs> ghetto or anything like that, but like. I thought you were from Africa the way you said that. <laughs> but, like, no, no, most people, they, their jobs, they, they do because they pay, get good money from sure. them. They don't like them at all. Which is, I mean? it's just such, like, it's insanity to me. Yeah, and, and I was very close to doing that, man. Like, what, what path are you uh, going down? Just, you know, I was going to take a job at Defasco. Yeah. Uh, not that there's anything wrong you no, know, with that. I know what like, you're saying. Because my whole family comes from there. Yeah. Uh, and it's provided us with money and housing and stuff. So, you know, grateful in that sense. My brother works there. My, my mom still works there. Um, and uh, but yeah, I was just gonna take a job strictly for for income. You know yeah. what I mean? And it was something that I was not excited about. Would not want to get up and go to every day. No. Uh, and then I just like I, I went through the whole process. In the end, I'm like, you know what? No, I don't. This is. I I think I'm gonna be. Yeah, I'll have some more money coming in, but I'm not gonna be happy what I'm doing. And I think that trumps everything. So last minute, I kind of decided not to do it. And then. Um, you know, I have a, one of my new partners at the gym. He works there as well. He's kind of like trying to find a way out of there. You yep. know what I mean? Because um, he's got a family too. He can't just up and quit, right? And so he's trying to find a process to get out of that lifestyle. And I told him that I wasn't going to do it. He's like, thank God. <laughs> he goes, I'm so happy you didn't do that. And you decided to, you know, to stick with what you love to do. Because um, not many people do that. No, man. It's, it's, it's a tough thing. But like you said... If, if it's a lot of people that are might be listening to this are in a job they don't love, yeah. hopefully they like it in some regard. Yeah. Like, they like yeah. the people. They like... Find something about it that you enjoy. Yeah, and I hope they're somewhat excited. But we know, unfortunately, the stats are like 70 to 80% of people don't, literally hate their job, which is like, that's mind-blowing stat. Yeah. Hopefully, though, however, if they're like, well, it's easy for these guys to say that of maybe like kind of carve their path. Now, there always is a way out yeah. and like you said yeah you might have a family you might have kids and yeah. responsibilities that you can't just up and leave yeah. like I get that too you can't just be impulsive that'd be irresponsible yeah, a human being to be like alright guys yeah, screw it yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. however what are you doing on your downtime yeah. to like to, improve to, yourself or improve yeah. your skill set or like network or communicate and get those I don't know like the, the skill set for yourself to get out of there yep. you know you can't just say like easy for you to say and sit there and do nothing yeah exactly that's what people do though yes you know what I mean that's the problem so you just even if it's like something super small to start with to just start it you know what I mean and get it going and then maybe it'll build and build and build and then all of a sudden you're like oh you know I can maybe even do this for my job now you start as a part time thing yep. and then it becomes a full time thing and then you know, and that's that's the cool part that you said like yeah it's not going to be like full time no. full fledged everything's rolling like won't be like oh you quit now you're full time here it's not no. like that right it's 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 like it's like this sport like I everybody's like oh yeah well you get paid to fight I'm like yeah but I was broke for a long time trying to do this you know what I mean like I didn't have a steady flow of income I had I, I did jobs and stuff here and there but I didn't have a reliable steady source I get paid every two weeks or every week mm-hmm. that most people have so I made that sacrifice in order to do this lifestyle uh, and which most people weren't willing to do that no, so they just took more of the safe route, which is cool. You know what I mean? I totally get it. Why you want to do it? I was gonna do it too, but I just overall, I was like, yeah, I'd rather follow what follow you what I would really like. You know? yeah. yeah, and that's uh, that's invaluable, right? To actually yeah. follow something that you're that passionate because a lot of people base their decisions on the opinions of other people. Yeah, right. They're like, well, I'm gonna make that you know safe, secure bet, even though I don't love what I'm doing because it shows I'm making an income, it's going to allow me to get a house by 30 and I'm yeah. going to have a family by 31 and 32 or whatever it is. 
my parents are going to look at me as like a success or whatever it is. You know, but everybody like, has success. They, they define that as financial, that, right? Yes. Yeah. I, ironically, and, right? And that's something I don't agree with uh, and just how we are as a society. I think there's now. a big narrative shift going away from success. It's yeah. like your financial. It's, yeah. It's starting to go away now, which is good. I think like our next, the next generation is kind of doing that. But for the longest time, it was like, oh, what do you do? How much? I have a, a really uh, a good close family friend, the Fasco guy, for 40 years. Um, super, super nice guy. I love the guy to death. And I went over, I was talking to him, and uh, I told him I was in school for sports psychology, and that's kind of what I want to do after mm-hmm. I'm done fighting. And uh, he's like, wow, is there any money in that? First thing he <laughs> I said, love, I love how I that's mean? the first, first thing he, he said. And I just kind of laughed, and I was just like, well, I mean, if there can be, you know what I mean? They're like, if you know, depending on how, you know, how you go about things, sure. Um, but I'm like, that's not the main reason I'm doing it. <laughs> and he goes, oh, you got to chase where the money's at, you know what I mean? And then I was just like, in my head, I was like, ah, man, you're mindset such an it's very antiquated mindset right very old-fashioned very old-fashioned right and i just i understand because that's just all he knows you know i mean that's what he's been and that's a good way to look at it like it's just programming like he's been programmed to be like no you take care of your family and get the roof over the head and you feed your kids and you get up to work it sucks but you do it it's like like, no man yeah life i don't think you're supposed to be miserable you know what i mean so and that's like i think with 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 my kids like i want Carter and I want Marley to, to see that you know I'm still gonna no matter what I'm gonna I'll take the shitty jobs if we had to to, to provide for them to make sure they're good but I want them to see that I'm choosing to like pick what I love to do instead of some you know meaningless job that mm-hmm. is just solely for income because I want them to do the same and I want them to follow what they actually really like instead of doing a job because you know it's gonna please me or mm-hmm. it's gonna just make them money I want them to do something they actually really like and if you love what you do, like there is always a way to make income that is, yeah. you know, it might not be huge figures. No, but at least you know. But the same token, like we get into like these numbers, like seventy thousand, hundred thousand, two. Like you don't need two hundred thousand dollars. No, you know, like no, you just don't crazy. need that. If yeah. you get it, that's great. good on you, man. Again, if if you're like, well, I need to have like nine vacations a year, and I got to go to Europe. You know, well, yeah, do you? But, like, remember, like, there's a consequence to these things, too. Now, if you can manage it all and every aspect of your life yeah. is really moving in clockwork, like, congratulations. Like, you figured out the secret, I guess. But there's, a, like, making 70000 or sixty or 50 whatever it is, but you're getting up every day, like, truly excited about life and everything else is taken care of. Yeah. It's living within your means. That's what it comes down yeah. to. Just don't buy dumb shit, yeah. for one. Like, exactly. people are like, I need more money. Why? Like, yeah. people don't ask that question. Like, why do I need more money? Well, like, you buy fucking, like, a new phone every six months, yeah. and you buy this, and you yeah, buy this crap, and, like, yeah. yeah, you buy the fanciest, newest car, you know what I mean? Like, they, they don't make sacrifices based on that, yet they have to make the money to buy the shit they don't need or want, actually, yeah. and, and just, just, like... Commercial, you know, they commercials and seeing things, and, and, oh, that guy's got that, I need that, I need this, I need the bigger house, you know? Look at the houses, like, 50 years ago, you know, they have, like, a little 1,200 square feet mm-hmm. little home, and, like, a huge... You know, backyard and everything. Now it's like three thousand square foot, two thousand square foot home and no backyard. Yeah. And everybody wants these huge mansions for like three people in the house. You know. Which is again, which doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Really, it's just more of like a boasting thing. Yeah. Just you know, people want to look like they're rich. And I have friends like this one guy, a real estate agent, a buddy of mine. We're kind of not buddies anymore. For, but either (laughs) regardless, um, it gets to the point where like he was so obsessed about like talking about the money he was making. Oh yeah. Yeah, and like, so, like and like one time like he like he's like oh just because I made more money than you and I'm like bro first of all you don't know what I make or do I'm like but I'm like like I almost felt sad for him I'm like I'm so cool with what I do and like I enjoy my life and I and hey it is what it is 
but like you could tell that like his income was the thing that, that like made him feel yeah. fucking good. Yeah. Like yeah. without that, he'd be shattered. Yeah. Like yeah. If that goes, man. Yeah. And again, you could still be have that income and still be shattered internally, yeah. right? Like you could tell, Absolutely. like he wanted to work on his body, he wanted to work on his yeah. his mentality and, and his health, and all those things were still not important enough to be like, well, I make this much money. And I'm like, good for you, man. Like I'm happy you're doing that, yeah. but don't make that like the be all end all because. Yeah. There's way more to life than you have in an Audi or a BMW in a in a big house. Like, yeah. again, if you like that stuff, but by it's all cool, means, but yeah, and I think I have friends exactly the same. Everything is, everything comes around the income of what they make, and what, you know, everything else is just kind of whatever. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm the opposite way. You know, what I mean, Where I, these are the things that matter, and then the income. I mean, hopefully it's good. That'd be great. Yeah, you know? of course. I mean, everybody wants more money, but you know, it, I'd rather be enjoying life than, than just worrying about money and whatnot. Yeah, you think that would be... I mean, a, I guess there's, there's a balance you got to find, but it's uh, some people are either one way or the other a lot of the times. But the North Star at the end of the day should be happiness. And then whatever that looks like to you, right? everyone's different, right? Yeah. Your happiness is going to look different than mine and different yeah. than the next guy. But at the same time, like I, I, I'm always like that, like six pillars, like making sure you like you take care and you nurture all of them right whether it's your mentality your, your finances your physical and your mental and your emotional and your personal relationships your professional because it's so easy to nurture four of them and then leave and neglect two yeah. but those two are the things that you think about the most because yeah. you're like I don't have those things in my life and yeah. the five things that you do have yeah you know what I mean like they, they don't they don't mean shit because you're like wow like I've let this whole aspect of my life go to crap yeah where i'm like yeah. you know, you know, make sure you uh there's a hierarchy obviously like yeah. if you have a family right? exactly yeah. but that doesn't mean just because you have responsibilities as a parent and as a professional that you don't take care of your health yeah like there has to be some and your health and my health is going to look a lot different because yeah. it's part of our profession yeah. Yeah. than someone else's i'm not saying go run an ultra marathon or become a no. professional fighter just but nurture it so you feel healthy and you look good and you have the confidence yeah. and the energy to do the things you want to do to be happy and live a passion-filled life yeah. like those things aren't going to go away like people just think it's normal at 35 that they can't get an erection and they can't fucking <laughs> yeah. have the energy to walk yeah. down the, like and, and it's funny i have a story I was in a grocery store the other day, uh, like I think two weeks ago, and this one gentleman, he has his groceries in front of me, and he's like, oh, I gotta grab something. So he runs to the one aisle, and he comes in front of me again, right? And he's like, out of breath. He's like, oh my God. Oh man, he's like, I'm not in shape like you, right? I'm like, I kind of laugh it off. I'm like, ah, that's all right, man. Like, plenty of time. Um, he's like, no, man, but like, honestly, like, I got like two, three kids. Like, there's no, no time for me to kind of like go in the gym. And then the cashier, who's like probably a 50 year old, out of shape old lady, she jumps in. She's like, oh, tell me about it. Like, I have no time. Like, I got four kids. And I was just listening to this because I didn't want to jump in. I'm like, what, 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 what am I going to say? The kids, like, I don't want to get involved in this. But they were just going back and forth validating why, why they have no time. Yeah. And I'm like, you just ran from the aisle to the register and you're out of breath. Yeah. And you're trying to <laughs> rationalize why it's okay. Yeah. And I was like, but this is what happens. People just either have a really strong network of people. That are like, yo, man, that's a bullshit excuse. Let's figure it out. Yeah. And then you kind of build each other up. Yeah. Or you have people that just kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah let's feed you on that. You got to get away from that, man. I, I have, I mean, a lot of buddies of mine um, that I've kind of, I, I definitely haven't cut them off. But mm-hmm. they're still friends of mine, but I've definitely distanced myself yeah. from them because nothing ever comes positive from them. You know what I mean? Like, and, uh, you know, used to be where we hang out and everything was fun. It just became kind of like, didn't want to do anymore you yeah. know what I mean it just became draining and, and negative and I felt like I felt like I was you know becoming more negative so 
I need to surround myself with a positive group of people that will actually push you. you know? Yeah. I think people are afraid to do that. They're afraid yeah. to, like, say, like, all oh, these are my friends from, you know, you grew up with them, man. But, like, past, past change. Yeah. Like, it doesn't mean yeah. you say, all right, guys, like, I'm on my trajectory. Like, see you guys later. And that might be the case. Yeah. If they're bringing you down and be like, Josh, man, I give up the fighting thing. Okay, fuck those guys. Yeah. Like, let them go, obviously. Yeah. But if they're just a resource for fun, or maybe, like, it's their guys to watch the fights with or hang yeah. out at the bar with for a night. That's fine. You know, cool. Yeah, just but don't, sure. but be aware to, like, yeah. how, how can I facilitate that relationship? Yeah. You know? For sure. Right. So, right. let's get some questions here. We got a couple, of, couple of bad right. boys here. First one um, from Gary. What's up, Gary? Gary. <laughs> you know Gary. Gary McDonald, you know? Oh, from Gary. Oh yeah. Gary. Oh. oh yeah, man. He he got in here. Rory's um, younger brother. <laughs> <laughs> Rory's much better lo- <laughs> younger looking brother. No, both they're both studs. Um you talk about being a natural athlete and having the work ethic. So obviously you're a phenomenal athlete. Um has it been one of those things that you ever took for granted being like, Hey man, I'm just as like I'm natural athlete. Like, I move well, I I can pick things up uh, a little bit faster than other people, or was it like I have this innate ability to kind of connect a movement, um, but I understand I need to work at a higher rate to get to where I want to go. Because a lot of people can kind of rest on their laurels, right? And becomes, hey, man, I just got this. Yep. So what was that transition like for um, you? Yeah, I definitely, I've been an athlete since I was a young kid, right? Mm-hmm. Playing hockey since I was three and baseball and rugby and, you know, football, everything. And uh, I do have, like, a natural athleticism. Um, and I think my athleticism for many, many years carried me to, you know, rising up the ranks. Um, but it wasn't, you know, until I'd say the last couple couple of years where I, my skill set and my confidence matched my athleticism. You know, I think I was think I was like running high on athleticism in my fights. My skill set was pretty good, but it wasn't, you know, where it needed to be. And my confidence was way down here, mm-hmm. and that's what kind of kept me winning fights. Uh, and now I think my skill set and my confidence um, is at the exact same level as my athleticism. That's what I feel. I guess my when everything's clicking like that, it's your prime, right? So what, was there a moment that you're like, I just, like, my, like I, I need to like sharpen my tool set a little bit more? Um, to get my confidence. You no, know, I up? think it was probably when I started going down and training an alpha male. Okay. Um, because I, I knew I needed to change. I needed to train with like the best people and people that I like inspired to be like too, and then train with guys like Uriah. Uh, and then once I was out there, um, and, and doing well with those guys, and becoming you know like a regular part of their their team and. My skill set just every time I went out there, like I, I felt like when I came back, it was like I was on another level, mm-hmm. and then I go away, and then I come back another level, and I just kept building on that, and with my skill set growing, my confidence grew, and then now obviously like doing all this method training, my confidence is growing too, um, and then like I said, it's all caught up to my athleticism. Cool. Yeah. I think that's the idea that goes back to like rather than hoping things are easier. Yeah work to be better yeah right yeah i think sometimes people are like oh, man, i wish like shit wasn't so hard it's like it's be better yeah. i know? think that's like you know being like an athlete is, is something it's like um having a being be able to take a shot you know yeah. i don't want that to be my main my main <laughs> yeah. you know i don't want to just go out there and take shots you know and rely on that but it's nice to have that sure need if you need to use it right it's like you know having to like really dig deep and like show your heart in a fight mm-hmm. and, um you know it's not, i don't want to go out there and have to do it every single time but I'm, I know I have that there if need be, if I have to go to that, that length. Right? Man, I guess that just builds like this confidence yeah. fucking yeah. star at that point, right? Yeah. Very cool, man. Um, so my brother asked a question. Give Kirk Brink a big shout-out. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he's uh, we're both pro wrestling fans. We could have been talking for, too, pro man. wrestling for this last hour here, man. But you had some time in pro wrestling. 
Very, very tiny, small yes, window. Yes. <laughs> um, you wrestled like a show, Alpha One show. Yep. Um, was that a couple couple years back then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a few years back now. You, with the big kind of like, I guess, you know, agglomeration of UFC fighters now going into WWE and it seems like cross-promotion, cross-branding. Any intent down the road to ever kind of like just for fun? No, um, I, I'm I, I'm way too small. <laughs> you know, if I was like some heavyweight, maybe it's you know different. I mean? Yeah, yeah, I guess. If so. I was at Kane Velasquez or something like yeah. just doing it, um, you know, that could be something. But and I'm not, I'm not like I'm, I'm scared to do a backflip, man. Like I don't, I'm not like a Rey Mysterio where I can do yeah. high fly and shit. Like I'll land on my neck and be breaking my neck for sure. Um, so I definitely don't think so. I mean, if there was like something that came up and like I'd probably jump on board again but I don't see it being my future <laughs> definitely no, not no. no plans to make a WrestleMania it was fun man well I did I got to wrestle like I was telling you before we were talking yeah. a bit uh, Kurt Sturck he's been a long time wrestler and he was my grandma's neighbor so we grew up together oh cool and uh, I went to the, one of his shows and uh, he's like oh man you're going to the show I'm like, he's like can I work you into it a bit and we can talk some shit I'm like yeah man it'll be sweet so we did it and it was great and then the next show after um, he's like, why don't we kind of build on this? And he, we got in the ring, and he low blowed me, and then uh, I left, and then he'll come back, and I, in his match, and I armbarred him, and I tried to break his arm. That's amazing. And then, so it kind of built up to an MMA versus pro wrestling fight, and we and we did it. And uh, are you nervous for it for that? I was super nervous, man, because <laughs> I was like, man, like I was like, how do you guys? Like, I, I have so much respect. It for does, man. When my brother started doing, it, I was like, I'm like, yeah. just like you putting a whole sequence, not a sequence together, man, a whole match together, yeah, with and, multiple sequences, yeah, and and. and the athleticism in it for sure is one one thing that like, those guys have like amazing but also being able to carry a storyline going mm-hmm. like that with your bodies and, and your you know your movements and and everything like that it's crazy you know what i mean um so it was i think i did all right for you know my first ever one um it was pretty funny that i got to i guess his finishing move is smash guys with keyboards Oh, so, so the hacker. Uh, yeah, the hacker. Yeah, I'm not yeah, hacker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, he said, he said, like, I think it's a hacker. When you yeah. gave, the, gave me the name, I'm like, I don't know. Scotty O'Shea, the hacker. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, funny, he's funny to watch, man. Like, oh, yeah. He, I, I had to go to tons of shows. Yeah. And he'd also be one of the guys, like, obviously, he's a good performer, too, but he was yeah. a funny guy in yeah. the ring. Oh, yeah. No, and he was great with me because he, like, kind of walked me through things and whatnot. And uh, so I got to, I had Reed Duthie, you know, Reed Duthie. Uh, he's, yes, he's a commentator. Yeah, he was there. He acted as my manager, so he kind of like distracted him, and he threw me the key- keyboard. And I got to smash over his head. <laughs> so he just blew up. And then uh, the finish was supposed to be I, I'm gonna take his back and choke him out, and uh, so I did. Yeah. And then I'm going, and then all like he's just not tapping. So I was like, <laughs> man, like what's going on? And I and then all of a sudden I hear. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, oh shit. So I just kind of like let go of it and then he kind of came back to and then the ref stopped it and like, that, was, that was the winner. But, that's too oh, funny. Yeah, that's real, man. We put him right out. <laughs> did he want did, did he want to go out? Like, no, no, I didn't he tell kinda, you. He was just like, screw it, man. I'm going to go. I don't know if he like planned that or if he just kind of in the moment he's like, whatever, I'm just going to go out or maybe just thought he had more time before <laughs> he's sleeping. But yeah, it was real. He went out. He that's funny, man. Out. So who, who was some of your favorite wrestlers growing up? Um, my favorite tag team, I would say, was always the, um, the Road Warriors. Okay. You know, Hawk yeah. Animal. Was, oh, yeah, was man. A huge fan. And uh, Shawn Michaels. Um, Bret Hart. Heartbreak Kid, man. Half Shawn time. Michaels, Bret Hart, both those two. And then, obviously, the, the tension between them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who else is, you know, I, I love watching Piper, you know, um, and then NWO, I love watching. Yeah, man. Those were good times. That was the best, man. Best era, the Attitude Era was probably the best. It's like you can't beat it because like, it's no. so raw and authentic at that time. But you got like, like the Stone Cold character yeah, is just yeah, so yeah. real and yeah. like pure, and you got the Rock who's just like the quickest dude like, on the street. I was like probably like twelve years old when all that was oh, ten man. years old. 
So it was like, I was so into it too. And then, you know, Crazy and then I watched it. I mean, I, I'll throw it on here and there <coughs> now, but it's, it's definitely not the same. They've gone down a way different direction. Um, like it was too much. Yeah, there's you know a lot I mean? of it. There's, there's so many shows. Like, I liked it when it was just raw. Like, it's almost like UFC now, right? Yeah. You get, like, there's yeah. just monopolized. We're like, whoa, there was a card last weekend? Yeah. Like, you have no idea anymore, right? But, um, but yeah, it was funny. When you look it back, like, when I watch old, like, 1998, 1999 wrestling, <clears throat> like, the fans are so hardcore. Cause they're all, and the cool thing is they're all, like, 18, like, yeah. 16 to 20-year-old. Like, they're, like, guys that are just, like, fucking love wrestling. And you watch, like, a Goldberg match, for example, and the, him just destroying guys. And it's, like, the best one-minute of TV ever, ever yeah. because he just spears the shit out of someone <laughs> in the most aggressive manner possible yeah. Oh, yeah. and then he jack ambers and the fans just like erupt like him versus Hogan in, yeah. uh, in the Georgia Dome uh, when he, when he took, takes a title you're like you can't you can't match this amazing, like man. intensity and like oh man it's such a good time right that was that was, when I was back in remember the movie Ready Rumble oh yeah man yeah. they had all that, the guys that era, you know what <laughs> I mean that was I love watching DDP and all the boys um, and then what else we got here oh yeah I was gonna say how are you using fighting um, or for someone maybe a passion to be in the now to be in the now a lot of time uh, for the longest time i wasn't um i was just always thinking about the future and, mm-hmm. and worrying about the future and, and gotta win and gotta do this and then it wasn't until i would say like yeah a couple of years ago i finally like kind of stopped and like realized what i was doing and how like how much it, how cool it was and unique it was and interesting it was and how fortunate i am to do this um and then now it's like enjoy the journey not like the destination type thing mm-hmm. so it's uh you know i'm even there's always days no matter what throw a training camera out where you don't want to go train because you're like tired you're sore kid has you up all night mm-hmm. you know what i mean but those are usually the days where you you know you end up doing your best or you, you kind of like improve the most um so yeah just kind of like and, and i think for me it's like you know, I'm 33, I'm in, I feel like I'm in my prime, but I don't have, I'm not, you know, 23 anymore, I'm not just starting out, so I know I'm not going to be doing this in my 40s, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, definitely not. <laughs> and Say so, that now, man. Yeah, I don't know, unless you're throwing some huge money at me, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, so I don't have a lot of time left, so I want to make the most of it, right, so I want to do as much as I can while I can, uh, obviously try to make as much cash as I can, but, um, to, to provide for me and the family that would be great but just really enjoy this because you're not going to be able to you're not going to have you have your youth forever right so mm-hmm. that's a good way to look at it yeah. like you said you won't be able to do this 20 yeah, years this from now limited, like it's, it's, you know, uh, it's not like an account where i could go do this till i'm 70 yeah you know I, I, it's a it's an expiration date on our bodies um to be at our physical you know primes and, and peaks so um yeah, you got to take advantage while you can. Love it. And who do you want to... Uh, do you have any names you uh, want to call out here? For breaking, for break, breaking news on the Fear Being Average <laughs> podcast. But who would you like to fight, like, rather than... Um, I would like to... You know, there's... The, the Bellator is actually beefing up their, their bandwagon division yeah. like, pretty well. I would love it if they did a Grand Prix. Yes. Um, you know, they did one for for heavyweight, welterweight. They're doing featherweight right now. Um, if they're stacking up to do bandwagon, that would be amazing. There's lots of big names. Um, Liam... Um, not Liam, Liam... Thing I'm thinking of my guys, Liam Gallagher, James Gallagher, yep. um, is, is definitely... Uh, a he's, hot, he's hiding from you, eh? Yeah. That's a rumor, that's a rumor in Canada. Um, that would be a good one. Sergio Pettis is signed there. That would be a good one. Um, you know, there, you know, there's lots. Eric Perez, uh, he, he's signed there. He's fighting, uh, I think, this weekend. Uh, so there's lots of names for, for in Bantamweight that I could fight. Patrick Mix was another one. He's uh, on the Japan card now. Um, so yeah, any anyone really. I just want to get in there. Just go, man. Yeah.
excited, man. And then Horiguchi actually relinquished the title. Okay. Um, he's injured, so he relinquished uh, his belt and the title. So it'd be a good time for it. Then. So it's open, yeah. So it's open season. Um, I would love it if um, if they don't do a Grand Prix, then the quickest road to a title shot. You know? Yeah, get there. Give it a second. And then where can people find you? Yeah, we're going to make great time today, man. Yeah, for um, I don't know. I'm... <laughs> My Instagram, I guess. You know, I used to just find him on the streets, yeah, man. He's yeah, he's around. around. Just, just call, hey, what's up? <laughs> Rocky stuff. You know what I mean? No, uh, at gentleman J Hill has almost made it right on the dot for oh, yeah. for an hour. Oh, now we just added added more times. Yeah, so they can find you on on Instagram. You said yeah, at gentleman J Hill and my Twitter. I used to have like my I got rid of my social media for a while. And yeah, I, and I had my Twitter. I had like a whole bunch of followers. Like I can't remember like five thousand or something. Now I, they're all gone. <laughs> I guess once they once you delete it and if it, it said if it's longer than thirty days you lose everything. Damn, man. Eh? Yeah, so, so I came back. Now I, I had to start all over again. And now I got nobody there. So yeah, you're, you're in a big promotion now. <laughs> if it comes back, you know, yeah, whatever. I'm yeah. sure people. But I'm there. But so where so if people want to watch your your fights and stuff like that, like the best route is through Instagram, just kind of through your stories and stuff. Yeah, just yeah, I'll post all my my info on that and Facebook too. Um, um, and any upcoming fight news, I'll put it there. But yeah, my fights will be. On my belt or not, so I'll be either on Paramount or DAZN or both. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. And your gym, where are you guys located? Yeah, Vision Quest MMA and Fitness. Uh, We are located in Bimbrook. Big town of Bimbrook. (laughs) Putting it on the map. That's like upper Hamilton, upper Stony Creek area. Nice. Um, Yeah, we've been been there for three and a half years now. Nice. Um, So, yeah, we're growing. Um, Is it purely kind of like... Strike shit. What's no, we do like? a little bit of everything. Uh, Muay Thai, boxing, nice. jiu-jitsu, fitness classes. We have a lot of kids, a lot of cool. kids classes. Um, so yeah, um, anybody in the area um, that's looking to for yeah, we have a kids big, in a big Binbrook audience. Yeah, huge. Okay, out. I probably know all of them. <laughs> <laughs> all ten. Yeah, I can. Binbrook's growing. It's crazy. Is it? Man. Yeah, it's, it's a nice, nice place to live. It is. It's, it used to be a little small, little like yeah. rural town, but it's developing like crazy now. Which is nice to see, right? Just yeah. you start putting good, good. I mean, it's good and it's bad. I mean, it's good as far <laughs> as like the gym, you know, because there's more people around. But it's kind of like man, it used to take like ten minutes to get anywhere. Now it's like all the lights and traffic yeah. and just so many people in the world. <laughs> overpopulated it is man it yeah. feel, feels like everywhere you go now it's just it's getting much, a little bit more yeah. more congested right yeah. so you need like a fan will snap you know <laughs> Jesus man <laughs> I'm just it's just turned to, turned to evil we just, we just need to rid like 50% of the people man. <laughs> yeah. that's all proper balance <laughs> <laughs> very cool man well, this has been awesome I think people are gonna love um, hearing and listening to this one cool honestly yeah, man. man this has been awesome. this has been good stuff and look forward to watching your journey and uh, thanks bro you've not only been the number one in Canada but Hopefully, number one North America in the world. Hell yeah. Big dreams. Thanks, brother. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, bro. Thanks for having me. Cool, man.